0: Welcome to the Get Ignited podcast series hosted by Beth Chesterton. This Get Ignited conversation features Stacy Stahl, founder of How They Asked, which sold to The Knot, and Sweeter Cards. We begin with Stacy describing her first entrepreneurial endeavor. Enjoy. So, my parents said to me, We need someone to make these goodie bags. Do you and your friends want to do it? And um, so I think they said they'd pay us like 10 cents um, per goodie bag, um, which isn't a lot, but they needed tons of them. And we were like, All right, let's bang this out like three hours on a Saturday. And we tested everything. We were like, All right, we'll do an assembly line. You do the Tootsie Rolls. I'll do the airheads. I'll put the, you know, um, what's the fortune teller fish in. But then we did every man for themselves. Then we did, I mean, we tried everything to figure out like how to make 20 bucks really quickly and efficiently. Um, so, so that would, I think that's my first like entrepreneurial endeavor. Um, and I'm always grateful for that because it showed me, you know, um, like, here's what we need we need a goodie bag as the final product but I don't care how you do it um, and so we had structure but also enough creativity to to find efficiency and to, to make it fun and to do it how we wanted so that was that was an awesome gift of an assignment well
1: first of all I think what amazing parents you have right yeah. who were and who could hand over such a big task and and we all know every one of us how powerful candy was they might as well have given you a million dollars and said yeah. Million dollars. I mean, did you? You probably were eating a little bit of the candy too. as You, you were, were right. Yeah. But I love that your parents did that, and that you really took the bull by the horns, and you also served the birthday parties, as I understand. I did. Yes. <laughs> so you got right out there, and it actually ties into part of the ignite method. Everyone is helping people see sort of that unconscious competence or that part of themselves, maybe their essence, and noticing it and spending time. Making uh, making meaning of it so that you can really ultimately be more inspired, be more ignited as you go into whatever you're doing in your life and in your world. One of the things about you, Stacy, that you've talked about that we're going to talk about later is that you always are just up for the adventure of just seeing what comes from something, of letting things of saying of saying why not give it a whirl, introduce yourself to somebody, and we're going to really talk about some fun times you've had with that. But talk about what happened next. You're in college. She's a Pi Phi. I just want everybody here to know. Um, Oh, I think that's a secret signal I was going to give you. She's a Pi Phi. That's the angel. Talk a little bit about what happened to you by accident.
0: Oh gosh. I, I love how you love the young stories. Cause I, I think there's such a youth and, um, you know, blissful ignorance that I still carry with me, you know, like I sort of apply that same approach now. So I do love that you appreciate those stories. Um, so, so this one, um, so I was in college in a sorority, um, every sorority had a symbol and ours was an angel, which I thought was pretty religious. Um, and I'm not so, Um, I thought instead of like wearing an angel necklace, I would just get some angel wings, but I couldn't find like a cute enough design, whatever. So I happened to get an internship in Los Angeles working for a fashion designer. And that plays into the story because essentially all my sisters were like, that is so cool, you know? Um, so they were like so excited to hear about my adventure that, that summer working for a designer in LA, um, so I was at this art fair one week and um, there was a guy with jewelry and charms and I couldn't find angel wings, but I liked what he was doing. So I was like, if I draw something, could you make it custom for me? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And I said, great. So I drew these wings and he's like, come by next week and I'll give him, you know, pick it up for 40 bucks. I thought, awesome. Um, so. I wore it the whole rest of the summer, came back to school. I, I, again, I was wearing the angel wings every day. And so many of my sisters were like, I love this. Like, I want them. Can you get me them? I'm like, yeah, I mean, they were 40 bucks, but I'm sure he'll give me like a little discount. Let me see what he'll do. So I called the guy up and I was like, yeah, so I've got like 150 sorority sisters that want this necklace. And he was like, you know, the, the tough part of the work is in the mold itself. Now that I have the mold, you know, instead of doing them for $40 each, I can do seven. So. seven. <laughs> I got back to my sorority sister's. I was like, guys, guess what? He can do them for like 30
2: bucks.
0: (laughs) And they were like, that's amazing. And so, you know, I made my whole like, um, drinking and partying allowance in that one fell swoop of getting everyone necklaces.
1: (laughs) So we go from the roller rink to the sorority to all these girls now having this awesome pair of wings, right, and you still gave them a discount from what you had originally cost and they were, everybody was happy. Yeah. <laughs> just amazing. So what you guys are going to love about Stacey, and I know so many of you know her, but she's always in a state of going forward or exploring what's out there and open to the possibilities of what could be next. So let's talk about, she graduates from college, a friend is getting married, the first friend, and so then what happens?
0: So yeah, it was my first friend. We were quite young, I'd say 23 or so, and um, hold on, my dog's eating something. I guess she was just going to eat that. Um. (laughs) Where's my husband? Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah. First friend, we were 23 or 24. Her husband asked me to fly home and be a part of their proposal. I was like barely had a boyfriend, no idea what that all meant, but I thought, okay, I'll try it. So I was in San Francisco, flew all the way home to Florida. And, um, I honestly, like that moment, her engagement, what I was happier than she was. It just, there was so much emotion. She was so happy. He was so happy. The families were, you know, coming together. There was just so much in that story, um, that I, it just, like still gives me butterflies to think about. So I got back to San Francisco and I actually, I did work for a company that was led by mostly women. The CEO was the lead, was a woman, most of the senior leadership were um, and it was a product for moms. So it was a lot of women. And so I get back to the office and all the women are, you know, they don't even know this friend, but they were so excited to hear how he asked. And so I found myself repeating the story, not to people I knew or not, you know, on my Uh, about me, but about someone else. And so I really realized that this is something, it was essentially a rom-com that I could tell. And at the time, Facebook and Instagram, people weren't doing any sort of long form content creation. They were just posting like, just had a sandwich um, or something silly. And so there was no place to have this long form content. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just remember thinking like, this is, such a good idea. Someone has to start it. And then I had this like moment in the mirror, which I still have, um, where I was like, wait, why don't you just start it then? Uh, so I started this site for couples to share their proposal stories and it grew and grew and grew. And five years later I was 28 and I, um, we got acquired by the knot, which is the largest wedding company in the world. And it was, yeah, a pretty exciting adventure. Hold on one sec. I
1: have to get this out of my dog. No problem. That's what I love about Zoom. We just all live in our lives. And oh my God. This what I think is really cool about Stacy. Um, one of the many things is that she's a true connector. And so um, part of what's happening is she's connecting with the story. And so all of a sudden she gets this idea. And tell what you were thinking when you bought the URL. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, this is actually one of my favorite stories. Um, also because, you know, I, I find in a lot of the things that I've done or experiences that I've had, they've started with just like a really great feeling. Um, and, but that feeling has been enough to really carry me. And so I, I very, I, I value those, those gut instincts and those moments that make me feel this like rumble in my stomach. Um, so I love this story. I, well, I call it my Jim Carrey moment. I don't know if any of you guys know this, but uh, before Jim Carrey, like got his first role. He was a starving actor, but he wrote himself a check for $10 million, obviously thinking I'm going to be able to cash this one day. Mm -hmm. And, um, so when I was like signing on to go daddy and I was buying how I said, the knot is totally going to buy this one day. And, um, it came out of nowhere and it didn't, you know, it didn't have to be true, you know, but it, it, it guided me. It was this North star that, it was an exciting North Star. It wasn't like this high-pressure North Star or this, like, I'm going to be the first woman this, or I'm going to be this big CEO. No, it was just something that I knew I could do.
1: Okay, and I think this is really important, is it was a playful North Star. I mean, even though it was an aspiration, but but one of the things that Stacey talks about is that she doesn't want this to be like, my God, it's this grandiose idea that you either can be nothing or you can uh, be a billionaire. You know, it was, it was an, so you said yes to the idea of this could be the next thing, but you weren't gritting. And like so many times I bought a URL and I'm like, don't tell a soul this is going to be so big, but it's too grandiose about it. It's just, you just took a few steps forward. So talk a little bit about like some of the steps forward you took.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, um, I, I think, the the message that I always like to share in, in this capacity is that, um, yeah, I, I didn't, uh, I mean, my whole life I've always had this, like, let's see where it goes sort of mentality, which actually makes things easier to accomplish. Um, you know, f- for me, it's like, I- I'm not going to run a marathon, I'm just going to run. And if I can go, like, further than a mile or two miles or five miles and I make it to a distance or something, then I then I do. But I'm going to look at it like you know, I like sweating, I like running, I love the sun, like this is enough. And so um, in in that vein, I just feel like um, it was easy to start because, you know, all I really had to do was Google like how to get a website domain, how to put content on a website, which in that day was essentially just a blog. And there were all these um, pretty easy content management platforms already out there 10 years ago to help me get started. Um, So, you know, I really, the beginning was very, very, um, manual and, um, just time it took. And, um, so I started fishing for stories again, Instagram didn't even exist. I started fishing for other people's stories, like on Twitter, if someone had written, you know, yay, I just got engaged as an announcement, I could message them and say, great, will you share your story on our platform? So, you know, we went from like two or three stories a week to 10 stories a week to hundreds of stories every month. Um, I mean, I think there's probably 30 or 40,000 stories on the site at this point. Um, so, so yeah, really like uh, the thing is the concept was just, it's just stuck because people love these emotional moments. I I wasn't the only one who was as mushy. You know, I thought I was the only mushy person in the world. Right. Um, but I wasn't.
1: So what about, remember, are you telling me about all of a sudden because of like, search engine etc that because you were sharing stories and each story would get so many people to look at it that you had somebody calling you from new york city asking you about could he a photographer in central park and all of a sudden people Mm -hmm. were looking to you for resources yeah yeah good point so one of the biggest turning points in
0: the in the business um was once we had this collection of thousands and thousands of stories we ended up you know if someone got engaged in central park um, we would have a story that said like Jen and Bob's engagement in Central Park. And so now if a man in New York City is looking or a woman um, looking to propose, they would Google search, you know, Central Park proposal ideas. And we started coming up a lot. And And since we had stories that were like, Brazil proposal ideas, Disneyland proposal ideas, um, and we had a real, real life idea attached to it. We were becoming such a resource for, for people who are planning their marriage proposal. So from a business and, and truly a revenue perspective, we turned all of our advertising direction over to, um, to to jewelry. So there were a lot of, you know, younger people who weren't even in a relationship yet, but they were looking for the ring they wanted. They wanted to find that exact ring, that exact proposal, that exact feeling. And they wanted to, you know, just, wish upon a star for it, you know? Um, so we built this really big audience of, of people, mostly women, um, who loved reading other people's stories and finding rings. So our, our advertisers became really big, um, jewelry companies like, um, James Allen, Blue Nile, Tiffany's, all, all the big ones, you know, they all wanted to, you know, be involved in the engagement site. So that was a big,
1: yeah. Incredible. Can't imagine yeah. how exciting that was when you're getting calls from Tiffany's to advertise on on your website, you know, I went a little bit ahead of this, but you know, you had another job. So this was a side hustle for a while. When did you make that side hustle to full time?
0: Um, so, well, it was a very, um, so I get you said it in a good way. I think a lot of other people ask me the question they say it this way like how did you start a company when you were so young? And I always have to say like hold on there's a you know a fault in that in that um, question. I did not start a company when I was young. I had an idea. I started a little website idea. I tried to grow it and grow it and grow it and like 4 years later it became a company, you know? And so I think that's a really big difference. People think that you know um, they, they have to start big in the very beginning. And if it's not like legitimate and like right in the beginning, it's nothing. And I have to say, I did not even have my accounting in order, like by year five, (laughs) like, like, It just, my my point is like, I just decided to run, run, run. And instead of, you know, sit here and put all of these barriers up, like, okay, first I have to do this before I can even be creative. I have to prove this and put like, no, I just, I just went for it. So to answer that specific question, yes, I was working for the female focused company, um, doing it on the side. And then my husband and I were living in San Francisco at the time, but we wanted to move back to New York where we had met. And um, so I had to leave that job,
2: mm-hmm. and so I decided
0: I would not get a full time job. But I still did like tons of odd jobs, and I even hired my first employee um, before I was paying myself. Um, I actually think she's on this call, Emily. Shout out! <laughs> um, so so Emily was our editor, and she was with me essentially the entire time of it. You know, being a real company truth is, I was still doing my own creative thing and hustling on the side before I even took any money myself from the business. And I say that just to show you that, again, it doesn't have to be like, you know, you can call yourself a founder and pay yourself nothing. You know, you you can, um, you know, have employees and, and still, um, I don't know, I, I think people sometimes call it the um, imposter syndrome. And I'm sort of like, uh, who care who who cared what it, what what the definitions were just do it and and so anyways um i would say by year 3 or so it was like all right like i'm getting i'm paying myself i'm paying emily i have this other
1: person and it took about 3 years to get there okay so and and at what point in the arc of, so it's a 5 year run from buying the url roughly to selling to not is that yeah fun? yeah at what point is are Tiffany's et cetera advertising? Where it's just this booming?
0: Yeah, um, year three. Okay, so midway,
1: basically. Yeah,
0: I, I'd say. Cl- I mean, it.
1: Year three, three and a half. Let's just say. <laughs> so what was that like for you? Were you surprised, or were you just so busy and involved in it that it was just? I mean, what was going on in your head? Is that's booming? Yeah.
0: Um, I think that you know you start to really believe in in everything you you've done because um there's just a conviction that you that you build behind the idea and yourself Um, and, and I always, you know, one of the biggest things I say about the business, um, and especially in the media world, this is very hard, but I was very proud of the integrity in our audience. So a lot of media platforms, you know, buy their audience and have to do all these tricks to get people to come read, like clickbait to read their site. We never had that. So everything was natural. Our audience truly, truly loved everything that we were about. And we were only about one thing. So it was very easy to, again, have this high integrity concept with this very, um, engaged, truly engaged engagement audience, you know? Um, so I think by the time it came around that, you know, it was like my day in the sun, I it literally felt like, well, great, because this is what I've been working for. And this is, you know, um, I, knew, I knew it would get here. You know, I, I knew it would had to because I built it with the integrity of knowing that it was real. And so obviously, I'm grateful that it ended up turning into success. But I will say if I had not sold it, and if I one day was just like, you know what, I'm going to walk away, I would have felt the exact same pride in it because of all the conviction I had to, you know, how, um, how deep and real the project was for me.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah. Because especially because of your, um, love and connection for people yes. is a theme in your life beyond, um, that success. What was a challenge? I'm certain you had many challenges along the way. Can you, does anything stick out to you? Um, Um, yeah, you know, I think whenever
0: I think about what my challenges were, actually, they, they were quite emotional challenges. Um, because a lot of the projects that we did, the tasks that we did, I sort of looked at it like, I'll either learn or I'll hire someone to do it, or I will just, um, I'll figure it out. So I have a very light attitude towards problem solving um, I'm also a path of least resistance person, so I naturally will take a course that um, you know, isn't super strenuous, but also makes a lot of sense and feels right. Um, so my struggles all, all were kind of like emotional. So, you know, I was a young woman. I didn't know that many other young women who were trying to build companies and concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to be involved in this like startup community. And, you know, I this is 10 years or eight years ago now. And it was a lot of men. And I'd walk into these rooms with all these investors and, you know, other startup people. And we'd go around the room and say, you know, hi, I'm Paul and I run a robotics company. Hi, I'm, you know, Jim and I'm in the healthcare world. And I'm like, hi, I'm Stacy. I run a marriage proposal website. And, you know, I got faced with like, that's so cute. And, um, and then of course I'd share the numbers and I'd share their things and they'd be like, Oh, wait a second. That's a real business. Um, but that would, you know, I got a little bit of a, is, I don't know if the term is chip on my shoulder or something where I felt a little bit, um, misunderstood. And so like, I, I ended up using it to my advantage. Like I would actually come in and downplay it and then sort of like, wow them. And it worked. Um, but it's tough. It's tough to be on your own and it's tough to to feel alone. But I will say that, you know, I made an active, active decision after I sold How We Asked in my next business. I was going to seek out female mentors that weren't 40 years above me, just three years or five years or even on my same playing field. Um. Because, you know, I strongly believe in the proverb that's, um, you know, to know the path ahead, ask those coming back. And so I felt myself as well that I had learned a path. And so I also try to pay it back. And I mentor a lot of younger women or even older women or just people who are, you know, starting off. Um, It's so fulfilling. And um, I think it's just one of the greatest joys to be able to share in the human experience. Um, so I was missing that in the beginning and that was one of the bigger struggles.
1: It's, it's an amazing, I've I've seen you mentoring people and the way you light up a room and you light up a zoom call, frankly, right. and get people so inspired and then you give your time to help them. We call part of what you're talking about in the ignite method. There's actually an, an method to this ignite method and we call that the glow and that's where you take, I know, passing the torch. Mm, okay. Yep. Yeah can actually take that fire that you've created and help light other people up and share the wisdom that you've gained and experiences you've gained. And you do that so naturally and so well. Um, thinking about um, the knot, how did it come to be, how did you tie the knot with the knot?
0: <laughs> clever, clever. Um, I I had worked with them in one way or another um, over the years, mostly in the in an editorial way. Um, like they would want to hear some of our favorite proposal stories. They'd want to ask me personally, like, what are my favorite tips for um, marriage proposals? So it was a very uh, just editorial or media driven partnership. Uh, but my husband was at a gala. This is crazy. Um, he was at a gala and he used to work at Google and he was sitting at this table and a guy said to him, you know, God, you look like Stipe." So Stibe is the last name of a man and Greg is like oh I don't know Stibe. and they're like oh you weren't here when he was here he used to be a Googler but now he runs some wedding company and my husband laughed and said oh my well as my girlfriend at the time my girlfriend um, she also runs a wedding site what what is it and they said like oh do you know the knot and my husband knew obviously like my big dream and he was like oh do I so um, so anyways he got home told me the story and we- we're like, okay, well, we need to find Stipe. Like if you look like him and he's the CEO of the Knot, like this is a great intro. So he got the intro. And so I went into Mike, Mike's his first name, Mike's office. And I was like, so, um, I hear you're just like my husband and, (laughs) um, they actually do look alike uh, and somewhat, they're both pretty charming. Um, so, uh, so it was, a true match, I would say. And so that conversation just um led to a a bit of a higher tiered conversation, not just working with editorial staff, but also, you know, doing sales partnerships and other, you know, business development type things. Um and at a certain point it honestly just got to this like I I wish I could find better words, but like shitter get off the pot. Um (laughs) and um so so yeah that um that whole process took about I'd say eight months to a year. So it was a long long conversation. Um, but I learned, I learned a lot being 20, I was 27 and then we sold it when I was 28. Um, so I was quite young and.
1: Okay. So this is, so first of all, oh, talk about how it felt to dream about that moment versus yeah. the reality of the moment. Oh, um, you said something when we were preparing for today where you talked about that actually having the thought was as exciting as the moment itself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, I think always having a vision or having something to look forward to is it's very powerful for me. So I I just believe that momentum builds momentum. And so like, I think I've said this to you before, Beth, but um, you know, that um, one of the laws of physics, Newton's law of energy or something, that it was like an object in motion will stay in motion um unless an outside force hits it and at the same time an object in rest will stay at rest unless an outside force hits it. So I just always try to be on the side of momentum. And so having this vision kept me not every day, there's plenty of days I've, you know, been on my ass doing nothing and sad and all those things like we all are, but um but it kept me going. So you get to the top and you're like, "Oh no, like my my sort of North star, the thing that was like, the force that was like keeping me moving um, kind of stopped. And, you know, you think that you're gonna get to this point and all of a sudden be this whole new person living this whole new life. But, you know, I woke up the next day and I, you know, had same face and same silly humor and same great husband. And so, you know, I think it was just a little bit of a um, a realization that the fun part for me um, was all the, all the parts, you know, like, I think in our world, there's this, um, such a distance. There's the whole, like, you know, you started from the bottom, got to get to the top. And, um, I guess what I would say, like having been at the top is that I'm not going to say the top's not good. It's just all the same. It's the same, the same, you can find the same good at the bottom, at the middle, at any point, as long as you, um, you know as long as you're trying as long as you have a mission you're able to like win some of these missions and fail and learn and grow and process everything i
1: think that's the exciting part so go ahead okay so no i love what you're saying and and i think that for everyone there're lots of lots of people who are on this call who are 18 years old they didn't uh a lot of young people with people of all ages and different points in their path some who already who are at different points in the path further down the road et cetera. But one of the things that's really cool about what you're saying is that the dream itself and working toward the dream is, is is, can be as exciting as the result of accomplishing it, selling to the not. And one of the things we do with the ignite method is we try to, when we look back is we look at, well, so what are the matches that you have to work with? What are the gifts and talents that you have that are uniquely yours? And the, what did you want? And the part that, was right you know ready to be sparked and um, thinking about you you have a lot of you have a way of looking at life that's really interesting and some philosophical beliefs we I want people to chat in about the strengths you see um, you can't see yourself without the help of others even when you've sold your business to the knot you don't know what it is that you do that comes so naturally and how you do together so please people chat it in we'll have a chance to talk as well because these get ignited conversations are part of us really connecting with Stacy being the spark for all of us. But thinking about your you have this part of you that's always overriding fear. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah. Um, well, the word override was a great word that we discovered together. Um, so I give you all the credit for the word override. Uh, I guess we're putting my feelings into a better word. But, um, you know, I think that a big misconception is that there are fearless. People and it's just simply not true. The fear will exist no matter what. It might be in a different shape or form or intensity, but fear is always, always going to be there. So the the real fearlessness means simply that you saw the fear on your left shoulder, but you talked yourself on the right shoulder and overrode the fear. Um, and so, so, like one of the biggest ways that I did was this little this this shift um, that I realized um I had this like I had a to-do list and had like 15 things on it every day and for a good two weeks at one point in my life I had the same three things just on it over and over and over and every time I looked at them they made my stomach drop because um I don't know I was I was afraid of them they were full of fear and then I started to say Why are, why am I scared of these things? And the common answer was, well, they're really important. So when I made that realization that the things I'm scared of have a correlation to their importance, I asked myself this hard question, which actually was an easy question. I beg you to do the same. Um, If something's important, do I really want to not do it? You know, if there, if something's important, like, am I able to, um, like, do I really want it to fall by the wayside? And the answer is no. If it's important, I want to do it. Those are my values. That is my core. That is, you know, I, I want to the, I want to find importance and meaning in life. So the minute I found that correlation, I realized instead of saying, I'm scared of this, I, I say, oh, this is really important. And so that's at the top of my to-do list forever now. So every day I can essentially just ask myself, like, what am I afraid of? I'm like, oh, Yes, that's what I'm doing this morning. And I think we trick ourselves into saying like, okay, I'll do those things later. And so we like fill up our day with these like false accomplishments, like um, email my friend back or call the the vet or, you know, uh, just follow up with a thank you to a like things that they, they trick you into think that you're being productive. Um, And so I would urge you all to just ask yourself, are there things that you're not facing, and is it really that they're truly scary, or do they also have some sort of depth and importance and meaning? And if if they do, ask yourself, would I rather
1: do the things that are important or screw them? Well, well, I love that, and I think that's such important, no pun intended, uh, or not even a pun, but it's such important advice. But let's talk a little bit about following the spark. Did anybody see, let's talk about the Ellen DeGeneres show. Yeah, you have so many examples. You know everything about my life. <laughs> We've spent so much time talking about it because yeah. you are like the, the epitome of ignited. So it's really oh, fun thanks. to talk about you. Thank you. You're so encouraging. Um, you know, so, Did anybody here see Stacey on Ellen DeGeneres? Give a thumbs up if you did. And um, don't forget to text in what you're admiring about her. And as it's happening real time, okay,
0: tell us. Um, Okay, Ellen. So I used to live near a Walgreens. Uh, I don't live there anymore. Um, And if some of your friends from St. Louis, it's on um, Big Bend and Clayton. And every time I walked in, there was always this cashier, and his name was Mike, and he was just so, so, so friendly. we never had like a personal relationship, but he always was having conversations with, you know, the person in front of me, me, the person behind me. And I felt like, gosh, this guy makes such an impact on people's days. Like how special is that? And, and it made me feel good. It makes me feel good every single time. So I just felt I'm, big on acknowledgement, um, and making sure when people, you know, are special that, um, it's known. And so I just thought, you know what, I'm going to maybe leave him like a Christmas gift. It was around the holidays. Um, and just say something like, thanks for being, you know, awesome. Love the whole universe. Um, and so like I do, I, you know, talked to a couple friends and told them like, what do you think this idea? Like think he think it's cute or happy, you know? And they're like, wait, Mike, like we know Mike, he's at Walgreens. Yada, yada, whatever. And so they're like, can we contribute? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And, um, and the guy needed nothing, you know, like it was, it was a gift. It wasn't like we were anyways. Um, so then of course I'm like, okay, I had this connection with a person and this like drive to want to like pay pay it forward, but pay it back sort of thing. Um, other people, like could I be the conduit like for like more people to acknowledge him? And so I threw up one of those like fundraising pages. Mm -hmm. Um, and I started sharing on social media in different like networks in the St. Louis community. And everyone was like, Oh, I love Mike. I mean, like I didn't even know Mike as much as these people knew him you know? And so we ended up raising like six or $7,000. Um, so I would say the first moral on that story is like, if you feel like good juice towards someone, like you go tell them because it will make your day, it will make their day. And you just never know how far that could keep going. Um, and it didn't stop there. So we, well, of course, like we live in a small town and the local news was in one of the groups that I was in. So they messaged me and said, Oh, I love this story. Can we cover it? And, um, I mean, it was like, it was an easy win, right? Like everyone wants to hear these feel good stories. So I knew the news would be excited about it. So I get on the phone with, um, the producer and I was like, do you know Ellen DeGeneres? (laughs) Like just out of nowhere. I thought, why not? It's one single sentence to say. And like, it's not hard. And they were like, uh, well, not personally, but she's in our network. So like, I could probably forward it to like a bucketed email of like, where everyone sends Ellen shit to, you know? And I was like, that would be so great. Thank you. So <laughs> I'm sitting at home playing the game. Sorry, with my husband. Um, um and we were being like assholes to each other you know like gotcha go I don't know if you know that game but it's like the game of revenge and we were like being so like um cutthroat and then I get this call on my phone and it's from a Burbank number my phone it's unknown but it says from Burbank which is where Ellen is um and I was like oh shit honey Ah. you know Ellen's calling and so I pick up the phone and it's a producer obviously it's not really Ellen um and the guy goes "hi is this stacy?" and i was like "hi is this ellen?" <laughs> and he's like "yes i mean no but yes" and he was like had more joy and excitement than i could ever even imagine you know um like i thought maybe one day like i could work for ellen but that level of like joy was through the roof um so so yeah i mean long story short they loved the story and wanted to capture his reaction to it Ellen did. And so, um, they sent their crew out to St. Louis and, um, they were in on the surprise and they kind of like ran him through this fun game. So he earned like $10,000 more. So I think all in all, and then they flew us out to LA to like go and actually be on the show and, um, or in the audience. And it was just so fun.
1: Guys, you have to see it. If you haven't seen it, or if you want to see it again, first of all, chat in your email if you'd like to follow what's going on with the Ignite Method, and we're going to keep you apprised for Stacey's story. She's going to be in the book we're creating, Get Ignited, and we're going to be hopefully having lots of ways that this torch will be sharing her wisdom, and we'll send you a link to this show. So great. You cry. Mike is the the last thing in the world he is wanting or expecting is this. and With a conduit for this. This follows part of your theory of what you talked about. Small connections can turn into anything. And... You're a person who just goes for it, right? You're just letting it all unfold. Before, because I just want to be sure we capture it. Tell us what you're doing now. Oh,
0: well, um, so, well, what I was doing, um, my husband and I decided to take a year off, um, and so we traveled the world for a year and we got back in February, literally like a week before all the COVID thing went insane. Um, we were very fortunate with the timing, um, so that was a big thing that I recently had been up to in my life. Um, and then business-wise I did, I started a business very soon after. Um, so, so when I sold the, when I sold how he asked or to the knot, I worked there for two years. It was part of my commitment to them. Um, and so like right after, and they knew this, it wasn't like a surprise. Um, I wanted to start another business. So I had this idea for sweeter cards and we can go into it, but, um, so I started that business right after Howie asked, and then we traveled a few months later. So I was kind of starting up this business while I was on the road, um, which is an interesting experience. But
1: well, I want people to be able to know. So, you know, you have some new fans here today who can know sweeter cards and the concept of that, so they can follow it. And and I can't wait to be sending sweeter cards to people who I love. Yeah, or, like so. It, and so you can talk a little bit about that, and then and then we're gonna um, have a chance to hear from somebody, but. Maybe we'll go into sweeter cards in just a minute. I want to hear from, we have a woman on the call, Deanna Walker. Hopefully, Deanna, you can unmute yourself. Deanna is, um, she was on Get Ignited. She's a songwriter. She's a producer. She's a musician, classically trained, and also a musician, a songwriter on her own. But she works with people all over the world, helping them bring their music to life and their truth out. And she's a creativity genius. Awesome. The woman ignited. Deanna, what are you thinking or wondering right now about our guest today? I have so many thoughts and questions. I think you are so amazing and exciting. And
2: uh, and some I, I do have lots of questions, and I'll try to focus it on a couple. But, like, one of the things I loved about what you said is that it started with a great feeling and that you like to try it, like, you really value that feeling when it comes to you, you know? And what I love about that is that you follow the feeling – like you pay attention to it, you follow it without seeming to have a need to control it. Like you really are trusting it and sort of letting it lead you without having to like box it in too heavily. Like, how did you learn that? Um, that was so well said. Great question. And
0: I also appreciate all of the kindness that you shared about me. Um, so, um, I think part of it's natural Um, but I also believe similar to what I was saying about the momentum. Um, I think that positivity breeds confidence, um, Mm -hmm. and, and momentum also breeds confidence. And so a big thing that I, um, I think about a lot is confidence. And what does it mean? Because there are plenty of days that I'm telling you, I cannot get out of bed. It doesn't mean, um, it's, I mean, it's not like the worst thing in the world, but I don't wake up every day like but kill this day. It's going to be great. But I, I am in tune with when I can make that switch quickly, mm-hmm. when I can say to myself, I see a person over there or a flower, or I see how sweet my dog is. I can go cuddle her. And I know that I can turn my day around quickly. And it's in these small moments that actually make such a big impact, because I really do believe that there's a lot of life that it's boring. It's mundane. It's hard that it's full of responsibility. And so if you're not looking for those things, a lot of the sort of, tough parts about life or the mundane parts just they add up and so mm-hmm. why not find the spark mm-hmm. um and so and 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 on that building sort of thing i guess i would like encourage people to just like just do one thing that's easy and maybe a little weird or like you're talking to your like FedEx driver about something or you leave some candy out for them so just something um and you're going to get a positive response from that and it's going to make you feel awesome Mm -hmm. and then do it again one more time okay so so I'm instructing you do it twice and I promise you will never need me to say that again because the pattern of it feeling good you will just want to do it yourself Mm -hmm. on your own so I think one some of it's natural but two at this point I mean dude I've done this so many times because it just keeps feeling good it's almost addicting now you know That's amazing. Wait, today, wait, let me oh, tell you for today. Yeah. I picked up um, two loaves of bread from this bakery that I love and cookies. And I'm pregnant, so I love these cookies. So anyways, uh, the FedEx driver today is like running in and around my neighborhood and I'm moving. So my husband, when I said I ordered two loaves earlier, he had said, we don't really need to. Like we're only going to get through one before I have to move. So I had these two loaves anyways. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this loaf. It was all sealed and everything to the driver. So I was like, hey, uh, I know this is weird, but they gave me an extra loaf and I don't need it. Like, can I give it to you? And he was like, um, oh, I love sourdough. And he's like, and actually my wife, she's or my fiance, she's pregnant and she would love this. And I was like, oh, shit, well, if she's pregnant and she needs a cookie. And <laughs> so then, he made the cookie. So, you know, he walked away with sourdough and a cookie from this really great bakery in our neighborhood. And I was like a billion times happier than he was. Um, so it's just those tiny things that you think like, eh, let's do that. And they become addicting a hundred
2: percent. They become addicting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That is so exciting. I love that so much. <laughs> um, and I love too the, that these feelings that you're seeking, like with your dog and all those things that they're so small. And I think a lot of times people really overlook the value of those tiny things. Like they don't Like, like in the big picture of life, they're really nothing. They're actually really probably everything, you know, and they're actually food for your soul and like fuel for you to move forward, which I think is crazy. Other thing I wanted to say was that I love what you were talking about regarding, like, maintaining the integrity of your business, yeah. because I think that whole thing you were saying about that, the light attitude that you have, the light attitude toward problem solving and all of that, I feel like a lot of that is related to the fact that you don't seem to have a lot of internal conflicts, around Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Like you don't seem to have a lot of struggle. Like you're really sort of letting things come and go as they need to. And you don't have to hang on to a bunch of negative stuff because you didn't engage with it.
0: Yes. And and I will say, I, I do appreciate the way you said that because it's not that I'm absent of some of the negativity or the struggles. It's just that I have found ways to override them quickly with positivity instead.
1: So go ahead, Beth. All right. No, I like what you're saying. We'll talk about the music thing where you talked about when you're feeling a certain way that you'll put music on. Oh
0: yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pregnant and lazy, so like that's just a fact. And um, <laughs> but I like a friend of mine was like, Girl, you have to exercise or you will be like solo energy, you're gonna get like ripped apart during delivery, like you must exercise. So it's like, All right, fine. So I went for this like light jog. I asked my doctor, so it was okay, I went for this light jog a few days ago and then the next day I was like, All right, I The momentum, I'm gonna do it again, but the third day I was like, I don't know if I could do this. And uh, but what I realized I mean, this is an old trick, but I brought it back. Um, if I have to sit here and have a conversation with myself about getting my butt out of bed and going for a long run, like that is agonizing. There are so many, oh, I'm not worth it, oh, I'm not this, oh, I'll be fine. Like, so many, not I'm not worth it, I shouldn't have said that, like you know, like so many thoughts for sure. But what I learned this trick was like if there's good music on, like, but my body moves without thoughts, without anything. So I started to say, like, all right, let's just put on Britney Spears from high school. Like, let's just put on I Love Rent, the soundtrack. So, like, put that on and see what happens. And of course, I'm getting out of bed, dancing all over my husband's like, you're batshit crazy. And I'm, like, out the door for a run. So <laughs> I think the lesson there is, like, if you have all this agony, like, why don't you find, try to find a trick to help you get past the whole internal conflict of it working um versus like thinking you know what i need to sit down solve this internal conflict and then i can go like no just it that, that's the whole like fake it till you make it thing you know it's not that you should be fake but it's just that we can't spend time doing the bullshit like am i can i do it can i not like most of the fact in life is you can do it um
1: so, so, That's this, the conversation. This, um, all the positivity and giving that you've just been talking about is so in line with what you are doing with Sweeter Cards. Can you just tell us in a nutshell what Sweeter Cards is, so that people can follow it? Our Sweeter Cards, sure. Are. sure. You can follow it, and then I want to end. Well, we'll hear a little bit more from people, but end with your maybe your beach story. But, but if you could tell about Sweeter Cards,
0: sure, sure. Um, so Sweeter Cards is a greeting card and a chocolate bar all in one. So I just always was in the habit myself of trying to acknowledge people, as I've said, and give gifts and uplift people. Uh, and so I always wanted to find a gift that was like, you know, not $70 flowers, but also not just like a card. I thought someone would open a card and be like, where's my gift card? Or where's my gift? You know? Um, so I just found like, I got a chocolate from the chocolate bar aisle and a card from the card aisle. And then I got a bubble mailer. And I would, that would be like my go-to gift. Um, so one day I was actually at the Whole Foods in Brentwood here and I was like, these are like kind of a similar size and this would be kind of cool if it was like one product so I wouldn't have to run to both aisles and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, I'll try that. Um, um and actually an interesting thought on this, <clears throat> you know, I run this, this media and advertising business for, you know, at that point, seven years, cause I was at the Knot for two years. Um, And when I was done, I actively said to myself, I need to go a 180 direction because I want a whole new learning experience. So I could have easily just done another media site and been a publisher again. Um, But I said, nope, new challenge. Um, I want to start from knowing nothing because that's the fun stuff. So I knew nothing. I still know nothing. It's been two years. Um, and, And that challenge was awesome. So now I have a product and we're in I don't know, 2,000 stores across the country. You can find us online.
1: Um, and the chocolate's really good. So that's that. Um challenge is, by the way, is in addition, obviously, to COVID-19, is shipping chocolate. But guys, I think this is so much fun. Um, we'll send you information on that. Uh, give us your email. We'll send you information on sweeter cards. I think we have a link on that. Well, anyway, more to come. Sure. Does, and we're going to hear, if anybody wants to say anything, but I want you to, so, so, Stacey took a worldwide adventure after she sold the business and worked for the knot for two years. So during her adventure, I would say I would get all these posts along with all the other people who were following Stacey. And each one was a nugget of wisdom, always a story, well written. And so you could picture yourself with some photos on the beach and then the lesson learned. There's one lesson learned from the beach, one of your ending moments of the trip. Talk about that, it's really cool.
0: Yeah, thanks for saying that. Uh, I I love processing experiences and writing's kind of the best way to do it for me. Um, so I really enjoyed being able to find, as you said, a nugget in like every country we went to. So when we were in Australia, we, were, we had, I don't know, a month left of the trip and we'd been traveling for 10, 11 months at that point. Um, and like the finish line was near. And so at that point, I just like wanted to get to it. Um, so like for a few weeks in Australia, we just, I was pretty like numb to feel We were seeing some of the greatest places I've ever seen, but I wasn't feeling those things. And, um, so we were in Tasmania, which is an island off of Australia. And we were driving along the coast and there was this beach and it was so beautiful that it wasn't on our plans, but we're like, let's, let's get out and let's do this. So it was just the perfect time of day. The sun was shining so nicely on us. I looked down and there are these immaculate, like these shells that are just unbelievable. They had like insane patterns. They were they, Like each was a cre- creation of like art, um, the colors, they were iridescent. Like it was insane magic. And I just was like, my husband was like all right let's go we got destination to go to and I was like no 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 no! I'm picking out shells I feel so creative I feel so in love the sun is like I'm drunk off the sun like I felt like honey the world conspired to like give me this moment because I had not been feeling connected to anything and like now I am so like I need moments so, he's like all right take it so later I literally was like I don't know if you read read that Marie Kondo book, but like, she says to like, thank all your things. And like on the trip, I started like thanking experiences. So like if a hike was nice, I was like, thank you hike. That was really fun. Um, so I just remember thinking like, thank you world for like giving me those shells for just putting them there in front of me. Um, and then I was like, wait a second, the world didn't do that for me. Like they're always there. Those shells are always there. And like, unless it's shitty weather, that sun's always brilliantly shining. So I had this like slap in the face that like, you know, these things are always there for us. It's it's the one who chooses to see it and feel it that, that gets to have the moment and have it. And so for weeks, you know, we were choosing not to see it all, even though we were, it was abundantly in front of us. So it was such a good reminder for me, again, to see, like, these things are there. We just have to choose
1: to see them and feel them. That's um, a, a beautiful message. And I'm really encouraging, and I think Stacey hopefully will do it, to really share these um, nuggets of wisdom with us in a book and in thought leadership because she's so gifted. And we do talk about the ignite by the glow, which is really when you bask a little bit in the flow of what's happened, And so in the glow, I'd like to hear from somebody right now, uh, something you're appreciating about Stacey. I have some ambassadors, some Ignite ambassadors. I don't know if Parker's on or Marion. What are you thinking right now? I always call on uh, Marion, but somebody unmute yourself and just say something to Stacey right now. Well, it's not happening. Deanna, are you there? Anything you want to say? Wrapping up my torch from Nashville. I mean it's yes it. okay from Nashville
2: <laughs> um I love I love that you were seeking the connection from that experience. I have that. I related to that so much. And I'm so glad you shared it that sometimes when you feel disconnected from things, like you actually just sort of have to ask for the connection. Like mm-hmm. I do that a lot. I'll be like, I don't feel any connection. Like help me feel connected. Like this tree out here, please like help me feel connected mm-hmm. to you. Cause I'm not feeling it, yeah. you know? And I love that whole idea of thanking your experiences. I'm going to do that. This is in my life from
1: now on. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Really incredible, guys. Here's what we're going to do. Chat in your email. We have a YouTube channel, The Ignite Method, but we also have a podcast we're going to be putting up on Apple, um, iTunes podcast. Stacey encouraged me. She said, it's time. You got to do that. (laughs) So we're doing that. And I'm also, I've got one of my favorite clients on the call, Sharon Feeler, who created ABC to CEO to help young girls and women Girls and Young Women Prepare for the Possibility of CEO. And Sharon um, has a podcast series called Preparing for the Possibility Podcast. And I think, uh, wouldn't Stacey be great for that, Sharon? She'd be fantastic to have. Um, Sharon, I love
0: that name, ABC to CEO. That's so good.
2: Well, thank you, Beth. It's, it's been just wonderful listening to you. It's, uh, it's great. You have so much material that we could add to this site. I can't tell you.
0: Oh, well, thanks. I have seen a lot of your comments, everyone here in, in the, um, in the comment feed here. And I, I think I've seen a couple of people say bravery and courage. And I, one thing I realized is, you know, the things that we see and love in other people are things that I think we also, in some way, either love about ourselves or want to be more. So I would just say like, whatever you identified and what, I was feeling whatever inspired you, like take that as like what I said, you know, when I see someone that I could, you know, help or tell a joke to, or have some moment with like, this is sort of that same experience. You're clearly connecting with something that's happening. So like what in what I said or what, um, I felt like how how other, like what other ways can I do that? What other ways can I find this connectivity to someone? Because it wasn't just me that pointed that out. It was you um Mm -hmm. that makes sense
1: oh i love that Mm -hmm. i love that well you guys we're gonna say goodbye for now to stacy um i look thank every each and every one of you for coming today thursday at 5 p.m central time is not the easiest time to get away but we are so glad you're here and stacy thank you for generously sharing your time and your stories you have a spirit that is so positively contagious it's very exciting to be in your midst thank you so much So that's it for us
0: today, you guys. Thank you for listening. You can join us for live Get Ignited conversations on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Central. You can also listen to additional Get Ignited podcasts on iTunes. You can follow the Ignite Method on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Sign
2: up for emails at ignitemethodcoach.com.